0: bread and Brit, the perfect combination of broad and whip. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is yep. the Brad and Brit cast, the one where we try real hard because it's the end of the week. So let's let's get right to it if uh if we can. Uh here we go. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Uh, Biden's notes. Ivanka splits. Ron wines. Tucker's really a great guy if you know him. Yeah. And uh, related to a, a previous story that I just noted, Ch- Charlie Sykes's Disney zingers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a very, it's a very, uh, that's a wild list. Uh, that's give it. me the, uh, give me the Jerry Springer thing.
0: Okay, all right. Well, Jerry Springer, he's out. He's uh, he's out of <laughs> <He's> here now.
1: <laughs> he's out. Did what, Fox fire him too. Is that
0: what you're saying? What you want to ask me?
1: Yeah,
0: is Brad? You're from Ohio. Yeah, and Jerry Springer really had his initial. Career in Ohio as a politician, and yeah, but the, the other end of the state,
1: party. the other end of the state from you.
0: Five WLWT mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and he had run for office. He had won, then he lost. He got tossed in a, a prostitute scandal, and this is the great thing I remember from that. And he was honest about all this kind of stuff. His big mistake in getting caught in paying for a prostitute was, and uh, Donald Trump should have learned this by paying attention to Jerry Springer's experience, he paid with a check. Correct, yeah. <laughs> See, and this paid- is
1: why, if, if, if he would have been born several years later, if the technology had been there several years before, he could have just cash-happed her.
0: He right? could have any- How about just cashed her? Just well, cash,
1: paying yeah. uh, for a prostitute with a check is always a bit. Be- I don't even know what to write in the me- in the memo. That was always the weird thing for me.
0: Yeah, well, I believe uh, you write in the uh, service performed. <laughs> this <is> like,
1: Whatever <laughs> that would be. To, remind me to ten ninety nine you at the end of the year.
0: But I and I don't know whether you remember this, but when he started his talk show, it was about the same time that Geraldo started his uh, show on TV. And both of them started off with the thought that they would be the successor to Phil Donahue, serious shows with entertainment value, but with a liberal bent. And they both quickly figured out, along with their producers and people who pay attention... That the only way to get ratings was to do weird shit. So he just did weird shit for the next twenty five years, made a boatload of money, and said, "I'm out of here."
1: There was there was like a melange of shit that was just thrown upon America. It was like Morton Downey Jr. and Geraldo yeah. and, and Jerry Springer, and they all just kind of that, as as David Michael Letterman might say, the yeah. seamless ball of shit uh, was kind of thrown at America. Yeah, I I don't. I remember when I was working in eastern North Carolina, it was a small television market in Greenville, New Bern, Jacksonville, and they ran the show in the middle of the night. They ran it like at 1230 or something. And I remember yeah. somebody, some ad rep telling me there was some stupid thing, like there was 80% of the TVs in use at 1230 were watching the Jerry Springer show in that market. <laughs> the, the garbage, the, the human filth. <laughs> he,
0: I mean, he really had a he really had an interesting – Interesting life. He was born, I'm reading here of course, in London to Jewish refugees from Germany. Both his grandmothers died in the concentration camps. In 49 he was 5. Family comes to the United States. They uh, move to New York. He gets a BA in political science from Tulane in 65. Of course Tulane being a a uh, destination for lots of uh, New York Jews. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, that's college. where you go.
1: <laughs> the pipeline.
0: Yeah, more there than you know. Uh, and he became a full fledged member of the civil rights and anti war generation. He got his law degree from Northwestern in 1968 and became a political campaign advisor to Robert F. Kennedy, which uh, ob- obviously didn't last very long because. Robert F. Kennedy was shot and killed in June of 1968. But the facts are the facts. So then he goes into law. He helped get the uh, voting age lowered in Ohio. Uh, All kinds of really sort of cool stuff that he did. And then he ran for city council and and, all those things. And then he decides to go ahead uh, and live in the sewer
1: and make a lot of money. Yeah.
0: He didn't apologize for it. He had a good sense of humor about it. I have no problem with him at all. Britt, we're, we're we're going to look down on Jerry Springer. We're above him. Come on. Well, I, give me a break. If, me you a
1: break. Had, if you have relatives that survived the Holocaust and this is what you did with your life, you blew it. I'm sorry. I'll go there. I'll be that guy. I'm sorry. That, that,
0: that, I disagree.
1: I mean, I, I understand, and that's fine. But still, you know, he, I, I don't. I don't. I remember back in the day, and th- he was he was very smart to, as a businessman. I can't say shit about his, him being a businessman. They would have stuff off that show, and then they would sell stuff on those those pay per view channels. That was th- stuff that was too hot for the TV. Oh, it was too hot, and he did very well with that stuff. Did extremely well.
0: With are you stuff. are you are you done being judgmental, so that I can throw one word at you? Yeah, wrestling. Okay, next subject.
1: It is wrestling, but it, I mean, okay. Do you look down
0: well, of, well, but do you look? Do you look down on everyone in the wrestling industry? No. Do, do I don't. stand
1: up here and celebrate Vince McMahon and tell you that Vince McMahon is the he's greatest?
0: Not the person ever. In he's not the only person in wrestling. Yeah, that, but he's the guy that's done it
1: to the highest level. Would I? Would I defend him and say, "What a great life that he's"? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. He's, Vince McMahon is kind of a piece of shit in a lot of ways, and it's like the greatest inferiority complex in the history of the world.
0: Let me. Get, so you're going to judge a man whose most famous show was I Married a Horse? You're, you're gonna... <laughs> this, But this gets back to,
1: I, I think the Jerry Springer show at its heyday owed a lot to the Howard Stern show. And you and I have never been fans of Howard Stern and realized that he's a comic genius the way that we're supposed to realize he's a comic genius like these other people now celebrate him, you know? i i give howard stern his props for being a great interviewer i think you've said that as well but as far as this other stuff goes eh. Nah, nah. and the springer show was uh, you know what it was it was extremely popular but let you know
0: <laughs> let, let's not pretend it was using the medium is for that, its highest content is that spinoff show with the guy who was his bouncer is that one still on you know, the the guy with the shaved head. What the hell Steve, was his name?
1: Like you don't know his name is Steve Wilco. Like you don't have Steve Wilco's book right on your nightstand well, reading when you it every night.
0: I remember it, but I couldn't remember it off the you know what? I'm like the president. I need my notes.
1: <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Springer was kind of like the Larry King of that shit. You never really understood. Wait, wait, hold it.
0: Wait a second.
1: <laughs> like you never really understood what he did yeah. or, I mean, he was like, the I mean, I know he's kind of like the circus lead, the ringleader or whatever. You never understood why he was like the guy that was that, but he was that. And they paid him a lot of money to do that. And he had great producers that would book that shit. And and he was, that's what he did. And you never could really understand. Well, I don't, I don't really know what it is that he does. I'm not really
0: sure. <laughs> He's just that guy. He's, He's just a guy,
1: He's, and he and he did, and they, you know, he made. I think he was the highest paid guy on TV for a, quite a while, until you know, oh. well, maybe Oprah might have beaten him out a couple of years. But I think he, you Probably. know, he did. He, he did very, very well.
0: Yeah. Of course, every year he came out with uh, Jerry Springer's favorite things, the Christmas <laughs> list of things you must have.
1: Yeah, they were gags for midgets. It was really weird. I don't know how. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> All right. Jerry Springer, there will never be uh, there will never be another one. But
1: we hardly okay. knew ye. I mean, he did, he did kind of launch in the 21st century as a a liberal radio talk show host there for a minute or
0: two. Well, no, he did, he did his year or two on Air America, and then see ya.
1: I think, I mean, I, I, from what I heard, he was pretty good. I mean, he he was He was he was, he, he was, a, he
0: was a smart lefty guy. Yeah. In a in a fair world, yeah. in a fair world, Jerry Springer would have been a very very successful talk show host either on radio or television but since and i'll just pick a name out of left field rush limbaugh fucked up everything <laughs>
1: just, just a name out of and left field
0: yeah made it impossible for uh, anybody who was to the left of nazi
1: right and and, have, and rush limbaugh was the the larry king of, of that shit no <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute are you was brett Favre the larry king of yeah. quarterbacks
1: yeah, yeah and michael jordan was the larry king <laughs> of basketball yeah it all makes sense
0: oh, oh i gotta tell you something before we go on check this out i uh i finally downloaded the chat gbt thing oh, just did you? for fun and here's the question that uh, and I also asked a restaurant question, but that's not relevant here. I asked this question to chat GBT. Would Bill Russell be a star in the NBA today? <clears throat> what did it and say? Remember, it took about two seconds to come up with this answer. And it is, by all measures, a perfect answer. Here it is. Bill Russell was a dominant player in his era and is widely considered one of the greatest basketball players of all time. His style of play and skill set were well-suited for the game during his time, which was characterized by a slower pace, less emphasis on three-point shooting. It doesn't quite realize that there was no three-point shooting, so we have oh. to – that's yeah. one of those little things yeah, that it couldn't quite know. But, and a greater emphasis on defense. If Bill Russell were to play in today's NBA – it's difficult to say how he would perform. While he possessed great athleticism, speed, and agility, the game has evolved significantly since his playing days, and he would face different challenges. For example, the current NBA game features more perimeter-oriented players, and centers are expected to be more versatile and have shooting range beyond the paint. Bill Russell was known for his defensive prowess, rebounding, and shot blocking, but his offensive game may not translate as well in today's game however it's important to note that bill russell was a highly intelligent player who was known for his adaptability and ability to adjust his game to fit the situation his competitiveness work ethic and leadership skills would likely translate well to any era of basketball and there's no doubt that he would still be a highly impactful player in today's nba not bad (laughs) not bad do you think kind of, uh kind we, of frightening we, when you think about it that the thing could zip yeah, that it, together oh. and this
1: is like one of the early iterations of chad gpt is yeah. looking get better as time goes on yeah, do you think i mean we've the, heard about it, all the
0: next- remember the only thing it didn't realize is that uh, there was no three-point shot for him yeah. to not be to not be good at or good at back in 1957
1: <laughs> um i mean we've heard a lot of the negative stuff and there is a lot of negative stuff about Chat. do you think that possibly this thing will be able to uh replace human interaction for like senior citizens and people who live alone? Do you think that's going to be a thing where it can like provide some mental stimulation to people?
0: Well, someone's going to have to step in and fill the void of the loss of Jerry Springer. (laughs)
1: People didn't understand that that show was booked like wrestling. They thought it was like real. They thought there was like, oh, there were real people where the, the the trailer park was, the guy was banging five people and, you know, three horses and a goat. It wasn't, it was, it was all fake.
0: So You're telling know, me those, those were actors? Were, Come
1: on. Those were, yeah, those were actors. It was booked. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fights were scripted and everything else. Right. That's what, I'm, that's what uh, I'm pissed off about. For, for a good portion of the early 90s, the Springer Show was better than wrestling. That's what I'm really sore about.
0: Well, don't you think they took their cue from wrestling? Oh, on without how question. To, yeah, without question. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you true. always have a good guy and a bad guy. My favorite thing was, my favorite part of, of that show, and they did it on a bunch of shows, where there would be a person who was part of the story, but they wouldn't be on camera yet. They would be behind the stage listening in right they'd be listening in to what was being said about them and the people out front that you're seeing they had no idea that that person was about to be sprung by springer to be part of the show and then a fight breaks out right (laughs) that's
1: Come on! But I always, I always like. And this is oh, very sorry. much like uh, the Phil Hendry show, where, where the host just out of nowhere comes up with a fact that the audience couldn't have known about the guest. Like, oh, and it says here that you also banged your brother's wife. <laughs> yeah, they would just some some fact out of nowhere and, would just be introduced. And, and the br-
0: the, br- the brother would just happen to be yeah behind it just, the stage.
1: It just happened. Everybody involved just happened right. to be right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, mm. uh, let's let's work with uh, traveling Ron DeSantis going around the world now, making friends, influencing people, and just uh, picking up worldwide. Uh, here here's how shitty DeSantis is right now in terms of his uh, non campaign campaign, which. You know, three months from now, he could be crushing Trump. We have no idea, but right now, he's in the, he's in the shits. Netanyahu wouldn't even meet with him.
1: Yikes, that's pretty bad. Okay.
0: That's pretty bad. Netanyahu, Netanyahu would meet bad. with anybody? Exactly. Right. Right. He'd meet with Colin Kaepernick if Colin Kaepernick was. That's how. That's how far down the ladder he. If would
1: Jerry go. Springer was still alive, he'd get a meeting with Netanyahu.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this move by Disney to sue Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida for essentially trying to ruin their business—it's essentially what they say—they're using the power of government to try to ruin Disney's business. Um, I think this could be one of the great backfires of all time by DeSantis. Picking a fight with this big mouse. Remember, remember the uh, the, the Warner Brothers cartoon where uh, every time every time they'd look at the mouse, it would be tiny. Then they'd turn around and be a giant mouse.
1: It'd be a kangaroo. I think it was a kangaroo. Yeah, I mean, kangaroo. A
0: kangaroo <laughs> be, yeah. Right. That that that's what's happening with and like with the, the Sanus. And, and and remember, the giant kangaroo would would put who who was it that was always getting beat up? Or was it uh, Elmer? Ferguson
1: he yeah, he'd beat the shit out of him. And then they, they go back and go, how did you get beat up by this little mouse?
0: Right, right. <laughs> if Disney wants to pick a fight, they chose the wrong guy, says Ron DeSantis. And a fundraising email early on. This was months ago when this all when this all started. But uh, this is going to be a classic uh, First Amendment case. And uh they're going to lose. They're going to lose. The state of Florida is going to lose. Ron DeSantis is, is going to lose this. And here's here's the, and I, I noted this very quickly. DeSantis, and I didn't realize this. I know you didn't realize it. I don't think anybody realized it. He's tried to make it seem as if Disney is the only company in Florida, the only entity in Florida that got this special tax break, this special carve-out so they could govern their own Right. Area. Right. They're, they're the only ones. We got it. You know, everybody realizes how unfair that is. Wrong. Completely wrong. I'll name you two other little places. I don't know if you've ever heard of these that also have special tax deal carve outs. You ready? Sure, ready? The Villages and yeah. the Daytona International Speedway.
1: Heavily. Okay. Heavily Republican areas, both both of them heavily Republican associated. <laughs> you
0: think? You think? Um, that being true, and those are just two yeah. that get named here in this piece in the Times. Florida has hundreds of similar special tax districts. One covers the villages, the colossal senior living community northwest of Orlando, which is what about ninety-five percent white and about eighty-five percent Republican, and that county or that you know that you know Trump wins that county huge, right? That area huge. Oh, it's it's not yeah. even close. Yeah. Uh, so it's not only is he singling out Disney, but. When this fact, and it's not a small one, becomes more widely known, then you're going to have to answer the question, why aren't you going after the villages? Why don't you make it so that those people who have a sweetheart deal and probably pass it on and make it a very economical place, which is why so many folks move there, it's probably a great deal, I don't know, and the Daytona International Speedway. Why don't you go after them? What's his answer going to be? Well, well, you know, uh, Daytona didn't attack the g- don't say gay bill. The villages, well, they love everything I do, so I'm not going to attack them. What's he going to say? The,
1: um, well, the, the, the war against Disney. Let's call that what it is. I think it's been going on, what, at least 30 years when they did the gay days. Remember how they used to bitch about the gay days at Disney?
0: Yeah, but that wasn't, that wasn't the, the state of Florida. That wasn't a governor.
1: No, but that's it was a, still it just, was still yeah. it was still a war over the people that Ron DeSantis is trying to cultivate for his political future. Um yeah, and that's yeah, but it's, that, it's, they're trying to right? what they're trying to do is they, they turn Disney into the woke boogeyman. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do and it's just it's not sticking and it's not working.
0: But the 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 fraud of that idea that oh they've been under the, you know they've been getting uh, killed for 30 years is completely knocked out by the fact that attendance always goes up people are always willing to pay more and there is no political bend or aspect to the people who attend Disney parks and but go to the movie it's just this is different this oh yeah no he's picked
1: he's picked a fight that he's getting his ass kicked at every turn and there's no win in this for for Ron DeSantis but his followers to an extent love the idea that he'll pick that he, he's going to just go ahead and be Don Quixote. They love the fact that he's going after the big, bad, woke boogeyman. And they, they really kind of – the myth that they like to uh, perpetuate there on the right is that it's the go-woke, go-broke thing. Now, despite what you've seen at Anheuser-Busch over the past several weeks, no, that's not what's happened. The facts don't bear that out, but they don't care about facts. If you can give them a half win, and it looks like they've gotten a half win – in this Bud Light controversy, but then they'll take it and they love it.
0: I think I saw the, I did see the sales figures, and you know, in the last month or six weeks, whatever, Bud Light is down about twenty percent. But it turns out that their other brands are all way up. So people switched from uh, buying. Um,
1: they, got, uh, they went from Bud Light to Natural Light. But,
0: yes, they they went to other Anheuser busch products, or they went to Miller, which is, by the way, same company. But people are so stupid they don't know that, right? Miller Cor- Miller,
1: Miller Coors is the other company. They are, that's yeah. that they're with those guys. Yeah, but they're um, not. It's it's it eventually works itself out, and the go woke go go broke mentality see, and myth is crazy.
0: See, but I I I don't even think this is popular within the group of people that you think would be cheering him on for this. He has no constituency for this, Brit. It is not a popular thing among those people. It just isn't. It's not. He just dug himself a big hole. Right? There's a reason that even pieces of shit like Peter Thiel are now saying, I'm not spending any money on Republican candidates in the next cycle. And remember, you know, he would support the reincarnation of hitler if hitler was running well peter and he peter will not get involved with republican politics now he doesn't want any part of it that rich guy who uh, owns interactive brokers he said i'm out yeah
1: slow, well slow your roll i mean a year from now peter Thiel could be very well changing his tune you know how that how that goes it's nice for him to be like no no, no and then a year from now you know i'm really worried about the future of the well, country I, I just but don't see
0: I know, but I can't. I can't predict the future. I can only go by what people are saying right now, and what I he's saying is this: go- this, is dead, this is a dead bang loser. I'm not getting on board with it.
1: You, I mean you can all you can predict his past behavior, and his past behavior is that Peter Thiel will throw good money after bad at bullshit. <laughs> That has been his, now that you say, been his mother's operandi.
0: You're saying the Blake Masters in Arizona was uh, good money after bad? <laughs>
1: and the, the problem with Ron DeSantis is that he is just coming off as the not ready for primetime performer right now. He's the, he's, he just looks – so everything about him looks little league. Yeah, but and you know you what?
0: Talk- he's, he's just – I think he's just tap dancing right now, and of course he's floundering, but he also has the advantage of time, time being more indictments. Uh, more arraignments for Trump. And it's amazing how, we just saw it, how a 15-point lead can turn into a 14-point a deficit in a matter of days if things happen. And Trump knows that. He knows that. He can't talk about it. He can't admit it. So uh, as as badly as he's doing and as horrible a a person as Ron DeSantis appears to be, just in public, just his public persona, it's creepy, don't you think? It's, it's, uh,
1: it, there's it's also something to be said about family. when when he about he picks the fight with Disney, and Trump had had believe it or not better judgment. There was early on in the presidential campaign he was trying to pick a fight. Donald Trump did with Apple. Remember, Apple would not unlock an iPhone for some terrorist thing or something, and he proposed a boycott of Apple, yeah. which went absolutely dead bang nowhere, and he walked away he, from it. He, he right. I'm done. I'm out. He I tried it.
0: He also folded when he went after Amazon.
1: Yeah. So you're like, you know oh, okay. So I mean, as bad. And I'm not saying that Rod, that Trump is a, a smart man because I don't think he is. But he knows when it's not working, and let's go on to the next thing, right? He knows like ah, this didn't this didn't happen, and I'll just go and I'll, I'll go hit this other thing.
0: Let me introduce you to a song. I know you've never heard of it. It's called "The Gambler." <laughs> there's a line in there called "You got to know when to hold him and when to." But Ron DeSantis does not know when to fold him and now he's so far in. If he backs down, then Trump will kill him for being weak. Okay. If he yeah. stays with it, Trump is killing him for being an idiot. <laughs> okay, so I'm, where is the win?
1: I hope your I hope your analogy uh, holds true because if Donald Trump is the gambler, I believe at the end of that song, the gambler dies. Right. <laughs> At the end of three minutes and 54 seconds or four minutes and 23 seconds, I believe there's no more gambler.
0: Yeah. But it's about your epitaph. That's all that matters. Yeah, oh, by the way, one more, one more little note for Ron DeSantis. The judge that's been assigned this case, his name is Mark E. Walker, no relation to the guy from North Carolina. He is the chief judge for the Northern District of Florida and – he is known for his stinging rulings, and he was appointed by Barack Obama. He has experience with First Amendment cases. He gave a victory last year to the University of Florida professors who said, you got to allow us to give expert testimony in lawsuits against the state. That was one of DeSantis's really fucked up ideas last year, too. He wanted to stop. Professors, very often these are people that are expert in various areas, and they give expert testimony, they very often get paid nicely for it in lawsuits, and Ron DeSantis wanted to stop that, and this judge said, no, First Amendment, freedom of speech, stop it, so (laughs) um, good luck, Ron, good luck, we'll see you, we'll see you.
1: You had something about Ivanka. There was something in Ivanka about uh, possibly abandoning the Donald.
0: (laughs) Ivanka has hired her own lawyers to represent her for a possible court appearance in the quarter of a billion-dollar tax fraud case against her, her father, and her brothers, Don Jr. and Eric, because they were all officers in the Trump organization. The former first daughter shared an attorney with her two brothers previously, but now she's decided to, as Fleetwood Mac would say, go her own way. <laughs> Loving you
1: isn't the right thing to do.
0: According to a previous report for The New York Times, Ms. James' civil case, which was filed in September, is expected to go to trial later this year. It accuses Mr. Trump of his family business and three of his kiddies of a staggering fraud in overvaluing the president's assets by billions of dollars. And the state of New York wants 250 million that Letitia James, the attorney general contends the Trump's reaped through these deceptions and asked the judge to essentially run the former president out of business in the state of New York, if found liable at trial. So this is another one of these things where he wouldn't go to jail, but, it would be another felony conviction and would cost him a lot of money. But when they split off and get their own lawyer. Yeah. Uh, where have we where have we heard this before? We heard it with Cassidy Hutchinson during the January 6th hearings where Trump's team paid for her lawyers initially. And she figured out bad idea. I'm getting my own lawyer. Uh, And we just heard about it in the Abby Grossberg lawsuit against Fox, right? They they thought they were going to steer her into perjuring herself on the stand should she be called during a Dominion trial that never happened. And she backed away. And I'm not sure whether they knew at the time, that she was a, how shall we say it, a little bit upset with the uh, bro culture, locker room atmosphere, sexist bullshit fostered under the Suzanne Scott, Tucker Carlson administration of the Tucker Carlson show and the Maria Bartiromo show.
1: And remember, again, this is an organization that's paid out millions upon millions upon millions of dollars for for shit just like this.
0: Yes, so much for the... You know, when you lose a lot of money, it teaches you a lesson. Right. Nothing teaches them a lesson. Almost because,
1: any any other company, any other entity right. that you can name that had been in that much trouble, they would have somebody going, Hey, we should really stop it with like the titties and saying cunt and stuff like that. We should probably just hold that back a little bit.
0: <laughs> oh, here's a here's a philosophical question. If Rupert Murdoch were 30 years younger, if he was sixty-two, Instead of 92, yeah, would he have done exactly what he's doing now? Because facing your own mortality, it actually could cause you at a certain point to do something a little bit different than you otherwise might if you weren't thinking that, uh, you know, this could be the last year or two. Maybe I want to clean things up just a teeny tiny bit. Yeah, but the, which, in again, the case of Murdoch, this is this is not. This isn't cleansing uh, anything. This no, is not like, so, It's, it's the, the most minimal thing. You, tongue, it, it,
1: it's the tiniest thing you could possibly. Again, these deathbed confessions. I, I just ain't buying whether it's Lee Atwater, whether it's Jesse Helms or whether it's anybody like that, who they, they kind of come around at the end and try to really make no fuck that. No, no, no.
0: And we're not getting any hint of that. I'm not saying that we are. I'm not but I'm just, I'm just trying to think of the, uh, the circumstance of him being 92 and trying to make a quick change, but it's not the FNC Fox. It's just as dreadful as it ever has been all the time. It's just that now they have a ratings hole at eight o'clock and they're seeing bleeding away of their audience, not catastrophically, but ironically, in the same way that they were panicking right after the 2020 election when they inadvertently made the mistake of telling the truth and airing an accurate projection of who would win Arizona, and suddenly their audience ran for the hills. And when it was continually fact-checked that, yeah, there's no evidence that the election was stolen or tampered with, you know, things got worse, and they were worried about the stock price. They were worried about their audience leaving. And guess what's happened in the last few weeks their since left. the Dominion episode? They've lost audience.
1: But the breaking, point, the breaking point on the whole thing was what? Tucker Carlson called somebody a cunt. That's literally why they fucking settled the lawsuit. You've seen these stories over the past 48 hours. And Really, there's somebody at that network that went, Oh yeah, he says that white people are being replaced by brown. Yeah, I'm okay with that. He's saying that uh, the insurrection was okay. Well, I'm all right. With- Wait a minute. He called Mariana cunt? He's out of here. Fuck that guy. Well,
0: I I don't think it's the the uh, the actuality of the comments that was the breaking point. It was the fact that the lawyers unquestionably hid this All the way up until last weekend, right before—wait, hang on—right before the trial was to start. Right, and then when it was revealed that this is what was going to be presented in court for the first time, right to Tucker Carlson's face, they said, "We can't have that." In other words, the dribbling out of all the deposition material over the last few weeks and months. That was bad, but in a way, that allowed for some space, for some air to to come out, not much, but enough, that they weren't settling. That didn't make them settle, Britt. All that shit that came out before, you would have thought, and they knew that was there, that that would have caused it. So you're right, but you're not quite right, because if I were were, were, were rupert Murdoch, you know i would have these lawyers uh, shot at, at dawn because they did a bad job they did the wrong thing did they really think that they could and by the way i'm not sure what happens here in terms of sanctions because the case is already settled like maybe nothing can happen after this
1: no the only I mean, he, he was pissed at. i mean the, the judge was pissed at him because they lied about rupert not being a part of fox news right he, right. he, he that's that
0: small potatoes compared to this. this that small potatoes is, again, compared to this.
1: This is the funny thing: the, the the people who were responsible for hiring these attorneys, or the people who were what whatever, they should be fired and exiled to Siberia, right? Mm. But no, we don't hear about that. It's the person that puts somebody a, a transgender person's uh, face on a can of beer. Oh, they've been but, fired.
0: But, <laughs> well, I I think it's I think it's time that Rupert. Just act as if he owns one giant radio station and change the format to country or Mexican. <laughs> it's
1: going to be new. Just change the
0: format. We call Just change the format.
1: We're just going to be like the Rupert, instead of Turner Classic Movies, it's going to be Rupert Classic Movies, and it's just like... Anything, right. It's just the Fox library for all these years. Uh, coming right. up, The Sting and The Sting Part 2. Get ready.
0: But don't they, they already have? He already has a movie channel like that. Nobody watches. I don't think it has any impact. I don't. But think there so. is one. I think. <laughs> yeah, I there think is there's some,
1: one. Yeah, but we gotta yeah. we gotta fancy it up, and we gotta we gotta do some other stuff. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, but it's again, it's not an incurable problem, and they're gonna have a disgusting bastard in that eight o'clock spot very very soon. You saw the handicapping, by the way, on media oh, uh, potential. Okay, Britt. Brit,
0: you know what? Victory lap? oh no, that is the worst.
1: Victory lap? That,
0: that's so pathetic.
1: Victory lap? Anyone? Jesse Waters has the best odds of anybody that they listed.
0: Yeah, uh, according to the subjective asshole that that that, that did that.
1: <laughs> He's plus one hundred and fifty, and then Gutfeld's plus yeah. two hundred and fifty, and then they put Megan McCain. Boy, there's a good chance of that happening. That right. Megan McCain thing—that's that is cl- That's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, that's really. <laughs> They may as well start mentioning dead people. Charles Krauthammer, back from the grave. Bring him back.
1: (laughs) Robert Novak. He's in the mix. Novak. (laughs) Phil Donahue. Oh, not dead? I'm sorry. I I wasn't. All
0: right. Last thing. The uh, fake outrage over the fact that Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, and by the way, did you see the South Korean president singing American Pie? Have you seen the video of this? I haven't seen it. Oh, look it up. Yeah, it, it's, a- on the sa- it's on the same site that you think is so great because they fucking accidentally named Jesse Waters. They
1: didn't accidentally. That was on purpose. Right.
0: Anyway, <laughs> it's, e- it's easily found.
1: That song is extremely he- popular all over the world. Wait,
0: wait. He knows... He sang it perfectly. Yeah. He sang the first you know 90 seconds of it right up to the to the chorus and he paused and he pronounced perfect if he was in a bar, yeah. he'd win the contest. I think that and, if- and I, well, I was shocked because they, they showed some interaction between him and Biden and he was using a translator. Okay, well okay, so he's not good on English. No, he's fucking perfect on English. In fact, he's way better in English than the previous president of the United States who cannot put two words or three words together correctly in a grammatical sense. But uh,
1: one of my favorite, know. my one of my favorite things about Trump is when they would put stuff up on, um, on the teleprompter and have to spell it phonetically and then he'd fuck it up anyway, but then he would spell it after he'd fucked it up. <laughs> it, that happened so many times. I, I used to uh, love so when that would happen.
0: Here, here's the story. Um, and they they just went nuts with this. This is just proof that again, Joe Biden is is near death. He's senile. He's yeah. dementia ridden. He can't remember anything, and he's out there. Uh, it's a joint press conference with the president of South Korea, whose name is Yoon Suk Yeol, and he's got cards with the names of reporters and some questions. And apparently, this is a long-standing habit tradition way of doing things with, with presidents. They, you know, they, they talk and get some idea of what's going to come up in these, these uh, question and answer sessions. And they're able to get a shot of what's on a piece of paper in Biden's hand. And it's got the names of some reporters, specifically one from the Los Angeles times and it's a question about the semiconductor uh, plant that's being built in Ohio or, or how we're going to handle that because it's South Korea and that's it's important. So that's the end of the world. This is proof that Joe, B- they are completely in the tank for <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> All right? Jesus, this really? is proof. <laughs> because not only are they in the tank, but Joe Biden can't even remember who he's talking to, he needs. To- so I quickly, with my razor sharp mind, recalled how many times that Trump did this. This is going to be what we call justified whataboutism. And the most obnoxious, egregious, horrible time that this happened was right after the Parkland shootings. And this was a moment where, for about a second, it looked like there might be real national movement on gun safety, gun control, because... For some crazy reason, most Americans were really disgusted by the gunning down of what, almost 20 people at Parkland High School in Florida. So Trump had to fake it and had to agree to meet with uh, some of the uh, folks associated, the survivors of the shooting, including some of the kids. And there is a card that was photographed in his hand. Here's what. The card said, and it said the White House at the top. Number one, what would you most want me to know about your experience? (laughs) Number two, (laughs) what can we do to help to keep you feeling safe? Uh, Number three.
1: What music are you kids listening to these
0: days? Resources, ideas, and then the last thing on there. Number five, it says, I hear you. He had to have that written down. So please stop. We know how old Joe Biden is. We know people don't remember shit. We know that people in public situations very often have crib notes or actual notes or lists. In front of them. But they're going whole hog on this, Brit. This is proof. This is total proof.
1: And it's going to be about as uh, successful as their previous efforts.